0: Welcome to the Reform Journal Podcast, the Poetry Edition, where we engage with the world of contemporary poetry from a generously Reformed perspective. Find us at reformjournal.com. This is the Poetry Edition of the Reform Journal Podcast. We come to you regularly to listen to a poet read a poem and talk about where the poem came from. I'm Rose Postma, And today, our guest is Patricia L. Hamilton. Patricia is a professor of English at Union University and the author of The Distance to Nightfall. She won the Rash Award in Poetry in 2015 and 2017 and has received three Pushcart nominations. Today, we're talking with Patricia about her poem, Sarah, Long Suffering. Welcome, Patricia. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start off and um, let's read this poem, Sarah Longsuffering. Sarah Long
1: Suffering, after Mark Chagall's Sarah and Abimelech. What kind of fool flings his wife to another man, as if tossing a meaty shake to a drooling wolf, thinking that will cure its desire to devour the flock? An old fool with a memory like cheesecloth, that's who. He recalls only the donkeys and camels Pharaoh gave him, not my begging him, forehead to dust, to preserve my honor. So here I am in the king's sumptuous bedchamber, half-truths dripping like honey from my lips. If I were vindictive, I would know how to repay my husband's treachery. But El Shaddai is a righteous judge. Ashes still smolder in the Jordan Valley. He will accomplish the promise concerning me if I bide my time, plying Abimelech with wine, topping his cup as he murmurs unearned confidences in my ear until he is lulled into an uneasy sleep. The truth of who I am will thunder forth in his dreams.
0: Thank you for that reading. I I think I told you um, by email that, you know, I'm a sucker for a poem, sort of in a voice, particular of a Bible figure, and particularly one that I'm not expecting. And I I found that in this poem. So tell us about this poem, Sarah, Long Suffering.
1: Well, um, this is part of an ekphrastic chapbook project I'm working on, and um, about a year and a half ago, I was invited to participate in an exhibition of ekphrastic responses to biblical prints uh, and lithographs by the 20th century Russian, French, Jewish artist, Marc Chagall, uh, alongside, simultaneous with, a showing of these prints, which are part of the Sandra Bowden collection. I think it's 50 plus lithographs and prints. All depicting characters from the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, and so I wrote two for that exhibition: one on Tamar, Judah's daughter-in-law, and one on mm-hmm. Hagar, uh, Sarah's maid. And then I kept going. Uh, once the exhibition was up and I could actually see the prints in person, because I had had to work with online copies to write my first two, I was I I didn't have any background in Chagall and I didn't feel a particular affinity to him but the prints in person were really colorful and vivid and varied and intriguing and so I just kind of kept going writing more poems and realized I had a chapbook project here so I've been working on this for over a year um, this particular poem is the third of a sequence of three about Sarah because Chagall has three different representations of Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is called Sarah and Abraham. And it's just uh, Sarah's a big figure and Abraham's in the background. And the second one is called Sarah and the Angels, and the third is Sarah and Abimelech. Um, and one thing that's intriguing to me is that the Sarahs in these three depictions look nothing alike. They're <laughs> like three different women. But I, I um, as I approach the prince, I have to find a way to mediate between the biblical text and what Chagall has depicted. And so the first poem that responds to Sarah and Abraham is her on the brink of being packed off to Pharaoh uh, after her sojourn in Haran and then entrance into Canaan. And she's just tired. And what's going on? Not very happy with this potential transaction of being passed off as Abraham's sister. The second one uh, is an encounter with the strangers who come to visit Abraham at the oaks of Mamre um a visitation by angels and then this third one I had more cues for as Sarah and Abimelech but as I worked on the biblical story just kind of absorbing its details what's notable about that biblical story is Sarah has no voice hmm. which says it could end uh uh, Abimelech took her basically. Mm-hmm. And then the text jumps to God saying you are a dead man if you touch her and Abimelech all but I haven't touched her don't don't do anything to me. And so there's there's a space in there between the text and the representation because how Chagall depicts the scene is focused largely on Abimelech who's uh clearly kind of reclining on a bed or couch he's wearing his qu- crown to bed which is interesting um and <laughs> on the edge of the palm is a woman uh you just see her face her left breast uh she's really rosy cheeks and he's kind of uh inclining towards her with his hand placed to suggest that he's speaking confidentially to her and she's leaning her head towards him and so i thought how do i uh, build a bridge between the text and this visual representation in a way that honors both. And I thought, let's hear from Sarah. What is she thinking in this moment? Mm -hmm. I think at this point in the biblical narrative, she's in the last year before she gives birth to Isaac. I think at this point she is invested in having this baby and she doesn't want to be where she is. And here, abraham has done the same stupid thing a second time and so she's she's pretty ticked off in my poem uh but she's trying to figure out how to preserve her chastity if you will because she doesn't want to be with abimelech she realizes she could be out of spite but that would circumvent the long-term plan that yahweh has going here
0: yeah i just i loved that voice that you give to her and the frustration that comes through in the poem, that was one of my favorite parts. It's hard the, from a content standpoint and difficult, but yet so good to hear that. That's my favorite part of it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm hoping you can read it for us one more time. And I would encourage our listeners to also go and Google the image that you worked with for this, because I, I did that this morning again and looked at that. So yeah, if you could read it for us one more time. Okay, Sarah, long-suffering,
1: after Mark Chagall's Sarah and Abimelech. What kind of fool flings his wife to another man as if tossing a meaty shake to a drooling wolf, thinking that will cure its desire to devour the flock? An old fool with a memory-like cheesecloth, that's who. He recalls only the donkeys and camels Pharaoh gave him, not my begging him, forehead to dust, to preserve my honor. So here I am in the king's sumptuous bedchamber, half-truths dripping like honey from my lips. If I were vindictive, I would know how to repay my husband's treachery. But El Shaddai is a righteous judge, Ashes still smolder in the Jordan Valley. He will accomplish the promise concerning me if I bide my time, plying Abimelech with wine, topping his cup as he murmurs unearned confidences in my ear until he is lulled into an easy sleep. The truth of who I am will thunder forth in his dreams. Thank you
0: so much for reading and being with us today. Thank you. You can read Patricia's poem, Sarah Long Suffering, at reformjournal.com. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Reform Journal podcast, the poetry edition. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And until the next time, explore all the great poetry, on the Reform Journal website.